Absolutely. It is your voice. It is your voice. Your artistry is as unique as your voice. Why mimic someone else? Rather come and learn to trust who you are with any, I, I'm not speaking here about your artistry level. I mean, if you are still working on technical things, yeah. hello, this is, this is the given for any musician and artist. You have to work on your artistry. But the artistry and bringing it to the performance scenario, there's a big gap. Today I'm talking to Jacques Leroux, founder of Mind Voice. Good morning, Jacques. It's so great to see you again here on Zoom. It's a lovely seeing you again. Wonderful. Oh. Thank you for the invitation. It's a great pleasure. And we've spoken a while ago about your life and your career and your wonderful career that you have. And um, But now I've heard that you have founded a wonderful new institution. And I would love to know more about that. Petra, thank you so much. Yes, it's a, a live project. Uh, it's called Mind Voice. It's an institution for stage presence and presence. And uh, we dive into the intricities of being present, being stage present in front of an audience. And uh, we focus a lot on occupations also outside of the arts, because this is a scenario that goes into a lot of uh, occupations like teachers, professors, preachers, salesmen. There's a lot of people who stand in front of other people daily having to present and having to have good posture and having them suck in what you say. Stage presence has always been believed to be just something gifted to a few. You know, you, he, he's been gifted with great presence. But actually, there is a certain basis on which you can always build better stage presence. And it has been a secret. I, I won't call it a secret. It has been a gift from one generation to the next generation because presence and stage presence is very personal. You know, it's a, it's a personal thing that you grow. It's a personal uh, thing that you learn through experience. But there are some basic rules that we as the human sapien expect within that scenario. And if we don't get it, we feel cheated. We feel cheated when we sit there in a concert and we are not touched or we feel, mm, sure, virtuoso, fantastic playing, great singing, great acting, but it doesn't touch. Yeah. It doesn't touch. But exactly, and, and also I think it, it comes to that point where you think, okay, so here is somebody with not such a great talent, but has this way of just reaching people. And then you have somebody that you think, why is this person not engaging with the public or, or <laughs> with the audience, you know? Absolutely. Petra... Uh, Performance is a science apart from and separate from your artistry. Your artistry is to apply and the, 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 the demands that the music have on you. 
the composer has placed demands on you as the artist. This, if I now speak only about classical music, yeah. the composer has technical demands. So you focus almost entirely just on achieving that expectation. But performance and that artistry that you are practicing, it's two different worlds. Performance and your artistry needs to link somewhere. The problem is nobody teaches you how to perform. You finish your studies, then you go on stage, you're in the ocean and you have to swim. Nobody tell, takes you on the side and says, hey, stop doing that, start doing this. I think it also has a lot to do with the generations. Uh, my generation, we still learn through the experience of an older generation. And I have to apply to that. Uh, a lot of knowledge came through anxiety. You know, you, you learn through, okay, it has to be like this. This is, but it teaches you also to feel secure in that knowledge. Nowadays, I have the feeling there is a lot of fantastic young musicians and artists, but they do not touch. They do not transport with emotion. To that, they are frustrated that their own careers are not evolving. So it is a lose-lose situation in this sense. You don't know what you're doing, and you have an expectation to pay your bills with what you are doing. So where do we bring these two things together? Come to MindVoice. At MindVoice, we really do not want to change who you are. You are already enough storyteller. You, you are already enough of a storyteller merely by what life has done to you. Life experience is what makes you a storyteller. To that, we do not believe in mimicking other artists. Do not go on stage and give us the mannerisms of yesterday's stars. Because we want the original. We know the original. Why are you giving us a version? Yeah. And especially in the world where we are constantly hunting for the new. We want new 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 and then you yeah. come and you give us something we already know mm. but isn't it isn't it also this um preconception of uh people say for example uh you have to do competitions and you have to do this and you have to do this and this is this this uh, uh, rules this set of rules on your path and yet the more they do the less it has an impact because it it almost loses the personality that you're talking about. We want to see this specific personality, and and as an artist, you have something to to give that is special. That is what you have to give. Absolutely, it is your voice. It is your voice. Your artistry is as unique as your voice. Why mimic someone else? Rather come and learn to trust who you are with any... I, I'm not speaking here about your artistry level. I mean, if you are still working on technical things, yeah. hello, 
this is this is the given for any musician and artist. You have to work on your artistry. But the artistry and bringing it to the performance scenario, there's a big gap. Peter, I'm going to lean out of the window. Many artists, especially young, aspiring artists, are frustrated that they do not get better possibilities to perform. Oh, I hear that I so often. I hear that oh. so often with the interviews that I do. Yeah. It is because we are still measuring the world of concert to the generation before us. Mm. We are sitting in a world where there has never been so many performers ever in the world, ever. Around every corner, you find a person who is a performer or a presenter. I don't say that those people are lying to themselves or to us. No, I say, yes, yes, you have that capacity, but we have to activate the posture in which your audience can read your body language. If you do not have a clear communication of body language, nobody's going to take you in. Let me give you an example. We sit in a concert. A pianist comes on stage. Nervous. We are all nervous. We are, we get, uh, uh, what is the word? Unsteckend. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, with, with, yeah. Uh, uh, with, with, with this nervousness. Yeah. The artist is completely and utterly in his mind with the situation. The audience has all of a sudden also become visioned into this situation of a nervous artist. Mm -hmm. The nervousness is not your enemy. The nervousness is your oldest friend. The nervousness is what awakens in your audience also that what's going on? Is he nervous? Is she nervous? Uh, that's not the important thing. You have won the attention. Now it's what you do with that attention. Many pianists go on stage and they choose an emotion and then they start playing. You're not taking your audience with you. I'm sorry. The audience is not going with you. The audience will grow with you. They can't step in in the middle of your emotion. If you want the audience to grow the emotion with you in music, you have to take them from the beginning and grow it with them. We are unfortunately also in a, in a world where we have this clear competition in social media. You, you watch a pianist, you copy what you're seeing, you're stealing professionally. I mean, Stravinsky said the greatest composers in the world are the greatest thieves. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a lot of truth in it. And since we are with Stravinsky, he also said the more rules there are to music, the more free it becomes. There is a lot of truth in that in art. The more rules you put for yourself, the more freedom you get within those borders. What are the borders? You have to start questioning yourself, who are you making your art? Are you making your art for you? Or are you making your art 
for your public, for your audience? There's no right or wrong answer. There's no right or wrong answer. Your bank account will answer that. Shall I repeat that? There's no right or yeah, wrong. That's true. Your bank account will tell you when you're doing something right. So, with that being said, at MindVoice, we have more than 20 years of experience knowing what sells and what does not sell. We have 20 years of seeing what you wear is not as important as how it makes you feel on stage. We don't care if you come in a bikini or a tutu or your jeans and your sneakers. We don't mind that. How does it make you feel? If your what you wear does not make you feel anything, yeah. you can come in a t-shirt. I don't care. You see, the, the younger generation is so focused on leaving an image. Oh, yeah. That's true. You know, I have to have an image. Mm. My ketchup bottle has to look like this. Mm. My ketchup bottle has to have this label and this logo. The problem is when you open the ketchup bottle and you taste it. Yeah. What does it taste like? Mm. So with my voice, what we are doing, we are inviting all professions who have the scenario of standing in front of an audience to come and awaken your mind voice, your mind's voice. Petra, <clears throat> let's speak a little bit about emotion mm. on stage. If I ask you personally, in your body, where is the place where you physically feel emotion where would you touch yourself absolutely my heart your chest right yeah yeah when you are stressed the world hangs on your chest mm. when you are in love you have this spring inside of your chest absolutely yeah the human species has a very very clear understanding of body language we also trust body language far more than acoustical sound. If you ask me, Petra, ask me how I'm doing. How are you doing? Ask me, Jag. How are you doing, Jag? Okay. What do you trust? The okay or my body language? Your body language, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. All trust body language above everything. Also, body language has a powerful override to our psyches. For instance, my hands. When I come on this platform and I say to you, Hi, Pietra, how are you doing? Yeah. Showing my hands on an on, on, on audience, to an audience, our primal instinct is to trust that person because I, I bring no harm. I, I come in peace. You can also see in TED Talks, when the, the people who are watched most and most associated with, they come on stage and they say, good day, ladies and gentlemen, my name is really? John. Yeah, that's interesting, and, eh? Yeah. Yes, they open their hands. Mm. 
The moment they start speaking about a secret, I have a secret to tell you. Mm. They start putting their hands behind their back mm. because it awakens in us a curiosity, almost an irritation of what are you hiding? Mm. Hiding anything. It's a small, it's a, it's a, it's a small example now, mm. uh, but it has major effects on the psyche of your audience. Also, your audience witnesses things without them realizing it. Mm. Example, you walk in the street, all of a sudden, a woman stands and looks into the sky as if she's seen something falling. <sighs> what happens to the people that pass, behind, that pass by? They all start looking, what is she, what is yeah. she looking at? You yeah, know? that's true. Yeah. yeah. So our body language gets overwritten without us even making a decision whether to look. We see she's looking and we, okay, there's nothing. And then I go on. For that few seconds, your body language was decided for you. And these are the type of things we pay attention to at Mind Voice. Body language, feeling at home with yourself accepting all your positive and self-attributed uh, negative aspects. Because actually, the things that you see negative in your life is the thing others find most interesting. Yeah. That's you know? true. Yeah. But do you think... We are yeah. But do you think on, on this, on this um, uh, topic... Uh, do you think that these, say, artists are so focused on doing it perfect, you know, and and say, for example, playing perfectly, um, and and what I sometimes hear also is that, um, you know, it's not that they think the audience would be critical, but that they think their colleagues will be critical of what they are doing, you know, that this is sort of a what would they think of me if I do this, you know, that sort of thing? Well, this is also the wonderful thing of having so much experience in performance. Firstly, perfection in music, perfection in performance, there's another word for it. It's called boring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> perfection. In performance, total perfection, <laughs> it's boring. Mm. As a person who has judged competitions also, if I have to choose between perfect and weird, I'll take weird any day, mm. any day. Because weird will always bring me a surprise. Yeah. In a performance, and I can speak here, I think, for every performer. There's a lot of magic that happens in a mistake. A mistake on stage can be legendary. It can be a, a vulnerable moment that wins your audience over to you. You know, people forget the fastest way of winning an audience is being vulnerable. I, I, I went to a concert of a, I will not name the, the pianist. She played 
beautifully that evening, but before the concert started, as she went onto stage, she fell on the platform. She tripped on her dress. And of course, with her natural instinct as a pianist, she didn't fall on her hands. She felt she, she left her hands away and she fell on her side. Mm. But like really, kadwa. Mm. I, I mean, that evening, she could have played Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, Mary Had a Little Lamb, nobody cares. She was loved because everybody saw that vulnerable moment of a pianist falling on stage shortly before she's playing. So she won her audience by a mistake. Yeah. By a mistake. Mm. There is no perfect. There's no right or wrong. There's only questions and answers in performance. If you place a question, give an answer. Don't leave your audience hanging with a question. If you make a rubato unnaturally, why do you do it? Tell me in the music, why are you doing this? Answer me. Uh, Why are you having that gestures? Why are you pulling that face? Uh, What Questions and answers. There's no right or wrong. Especially in the modern age. There's no right or wrong. And, and, uh, Petra, I repeat this. We are looking for the new. Always. Yeah. And the old has to modernize itself to become new. It's like the royal family in England. You have to modernize yourself to stay relevant. But do you think not- also... Yeah, but do you think also that... I mean, we... Are, uh, during lockdown, we we realized also that, you know, people are less interested in going to the theater. Uh, the theaters were closed. And, in, and even, you know, we had these discussions about why, and even now, you know, why are some, some types of performances, you know, you get hundreds of thousands of people going and some performances, you struggle to get the concert halls filled with people. Um, and would you say that 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 there we have to look because then sometimes people say, yeah, but maybe we have to let the audience dress down and it's not so formal. And but do you think it it's more to do with what the the performers are, how they are connected with the audience, that the audience maybe sit in the in the concert hall and don't feel this connection and it doesn't inspire them to come again. Petra, I'm going to hurt a lot of people's feelings by saying this. Your audience pays with three things. Your audience already pays with three things. They've paid with money, they've paid with time, and they've paid with effort Mm. to be there at the venue. And they have an expectancy to be paying attention and be transported away from their daily lives. That is the basis of entertainment. Take your paying people away from their realities. Make them forget about that. Occupy their imagination and their minds. So I find it very harsh for artists to expect their audience to pay with yet something else. I'm sorry. Why do people not come, it's because 
they feel robbed. Petra, your audience feels robbed if you do not transport them. Your audience feels robbed if you do not occupy their attention. Your audience is already paying with so much. And do you know what is the real mind thing? They want to pay more. They want to pay attention. But what meets them on stage? What meets them on stage? Kids who wear clothes that they feel are expressing themselves. I'm sorry. That's not the right thing. We have performers going on stage with expressions and hand gestures, with meaningless movements, choreographizing the, uh, the technical aspects of what they have to play. It touches no one. It's probably a wow for 10 minutes, for, for a few seconds, but then where's the, where's the heart? Where's the, where's yeah. the mind voice? So, our artists have to start making every single concert possibility into something special. The first mistake you as an artist can do is say, that's not such an important concept. It's just a, it's just a, a quick thing. Yeah. Just a quick tra-la-la -la and then it, you don't know who sits and listens to that tra-la-la, do you? You don't know who sits. My career has been built by people being at the wrong places at the right time. I'm not joking. And I promise you, half of the artists I know can, prop, uh, can, can testify to that. There is no such thing as a small concert, a quick sing somewhere. If it's a quick sing, you have to make it a big sing. Make, bring attention, use social media, use videos. I mean, it is your decision whether you want the public so, to have such an insight into your private life. But if it makes you happy, do it, do it. But do not expect your audience to pay more. They're already paying so much. Yeah. Work on yourself. Don't change yourself. Just find the rules of performance. Little things. It's not what you wear. It's how it makes you feel. We do not come to watch you interpret your emotions on stage. Because here in Vienna, we call that, and pardon for this, we call that public <laughs> The audience is paying to watching you have a good time. No, no. When you walk on stage, you have to take your audience like a hen with chicks and you tell them, hey, this is what life has done to me. This is who I am. This is how I'm awakening. And this is how I'm taking you on a journey for the next, however long the concert takes. Yeah. And you know what's the nice thing about that, that awakening and bringing your public home? They love it. They love it because they feel part of a group. 
They feel part of something special. They feel part of a happening. And then something magic happens. They forget about their day. They forget about their problems because they are in a journey with an artist. But do you think that maybe, um, because you touched on the social media image, do you think there's, this is what, what artists think is the most important thing is to show my life, but then they forget that when you get on stage, you have to show more of yourself, you know, really not your, that people are not really that interested in what you had for breakfast, but when they come to the concert, that, they, that they're really interested in you and, and what you bring. Absolutely. I don't, I am the last person to judge any person who uses social media to promote their career. I mean, hello. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's 2023. It's the way you do it. Yeah. When you use those platforms to, 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 to example your artistry, make sure it's your artistry you example. Because you're not going to get hired for the pizza you ate yesterday. You're not going to get hired for how beautiful somebody is making you for the performance. You get hired when I see the burning point of your artistry. Place videos. There's nothing wrong. And I know for, for many people, it is a big winning of courage to post something of, of their own art because we are so critical to get back to perfectionism. We are so yeah. critical on ourselves. But you have to, at some pace, at some place, close your eyes and just say, okay, world, this is me. This is me. I have nothing to hide. This is my artistry. Some like me, some don't like me. I'm a normal person. Social media is, in 2023, the primary way of making yourself known. What I'm asking artists is, put more of your art and less of your private life. Yeah. As an old musician, I can, or an older uh, musician, I can say to you really, later in your life, you're going to be thankful that you did not allow too many people insight into your private life. I promise you that. Yeah, definitely. As an artist, when you walk outside of the theater and there's a queue of people standing waiting for autographs, you want to have a clear, nice conversation with everyone. You don't want somebody confronting you with, hey, so how is your relationship going with your that? that oh, yeah, yeah. Do them. <laughs> you do not want that type of insight in your private life as an artist. I, I don't. I don't want yeah. it. If you like that, good for you. I, 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 I wish you all the happiness in the world, but not for me. Mm -hmm. If you use social media, I know for myself, when I look at social media, I go for videos that show the art. Yeah. I want to see the, yeah. what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Also yeah. on Instagram, when, I mean, when I go on Instagram to an artist, the first thing I do is I go to the video section. Yeah. I would see, what, what is this guy doing? What is she doing? Well, this is this is how I find also people to interview is it's interesting, you know. I find look at their art and and what they are doing and and you know it's 
I'm also not really interested in in uh, so much in the in the food section of their lives, but but you all, I always look for what is this person bringing. And but I must tell you something very interesting. And and I thought about this a lot after I did my project uh, during lockdown, where I photographed artists in their windows. And you know, I photographed around 500 people in in total. And if I think of it, um, I can still remember everybody. Um, and you know, there were many pianists, there were many singers, uh, you know, many people doing the same thing. Yet, and and I, I at that time I didn't hear them play. I didn't know them as artists, but I knew them as personalities. And I can already tell you that their personalities uh, are so wonderful to, to meet. And you always think, why do these people have such a concern about uh, the, uh, you know, uh, oh, there are so many uh, pianists in Vienna, how will I make it? Because if if I think of their personality, then I think, well, you have this one unique personality that you can bring forward with your piano playing, with your, with your artistry. So, um, and and that's how you remember people, you know. Also, to that, mm. no person interprets what he hears or sees the same way. Exactly, one hundred percent. No interpretation lies within the eye of the beholder or the ear of the beholder. All, as I can say from a personal professional point of view, the moment I choose the emotion for my audience, it usually doesn't touch. Because through music, what makes one person feel happiness makes the other feel questioning. Yeah. Or the one feels sad, the other one feels epic. Mm. It's, it's a lot with interpretation. The problem with artistry and in performance is not making too much music or performing for yourself. If you are starting to, to, to make music with the sole purpose of your own perception of perfection, it's not going to come over. It's not going to come over as you think. Uh, Petra, I hope I don't make enemies here today. No, uh, <laughs> but it's interesting. I really, I, yeah, no, but it's it's interesting when you talk about that because recently I've spoken to um, a sculptor uh, from South Africa, and he talked about the flow, the flow in his work, and the flow in artist in in an artist work, and you know I. I've watched ballet, well, I go to the ballet quite often, and um, something that I've always had the conversation with my children with, who are also ballet dancers, is that I don't necessarily look at leg lines or how high the leg goes or how many parades the, the dancer does. I There's, there's something in, in the... In the face, I don't know if I, when I look at a performance that I somebody can touch me, and then you know they would say to me, "But um, oh, have you seen this person? That's so technically so perfect." No, I haven't seen this person. I haven't noticed this person because 
I think there's this tension, you know, this tension on stage that you talked about initially, where you feel this tension from the dancer and it doesn't appeal to you. So you don't notice it, but you notice the flow. You notice the dancer who is at ease with himself or herself and who projects something, who tells the story. And that's that absolutely. And, and when this sculptor talked about the flow and he talked about the flow in his in his sculptures, then I realized that that's true. That's the secret, you know. This is so important. Yeah. Let's quickly just give a definition to stage presence. Stage presence is the audience's recognition of a sincere thought, emotion, or thinking process in the body language of the performer. Yeah. Stage presence is not something shunned from the stage. Stage presence is the audience's recognition of an emotion in your body language and then realizing, ah, okay, that's what's going on. That's why I'm touched. Because I recognize myself in a body language. That is stage presence. Yeah. So let's talk about the technical things. Sure, there comes a ballet dancer. Unbelievable, technically. All the uh, connoisseurs are flabbergasted by this talent. Yeah. So, me, Mr. Jack from John Street 3, who've just finished my nine to five job, and now I'm going to take my wife for a wonderful evening at the ballet to try and save our marriage. So, Who's going to touch me? Am I yeah. really going to notice the je ne sais quoi from the, the star ballet dancer? No. I'm a human being with my own emotions, with my own life experience. And when I realize or recognize that life experience on stage in someone else, yeah. I believe that person has great stage presence. Yeah, that's true. That's it. Hmm. Stage presence is not something you shine from stage. It is a state of being. It is a state of accepting and building on to what you have. Stage present books all tell you how you should be, what we are expecting of you. You should be charismatic. You should be friendly. You should be open. Yeah, tell that to an introverted person. Say to an introverted person, go and be charismatic. No, it's impossible. But through my voice, there's a certain few rules that can guide you to become at least a decent storyteller. Mm. My voice, please, do not compare me with the Almighty. That's going to make you the best showman on on planet. But compare me also to the alternative: going on stage, afraid, not knowing, not knowing why are they clapping? Why are they not? Breathing. Why why am I not getting the bravos even though I play so fantastically? Why do I not get the recognition I deserve? Because I have all this technical artistry in me. And also, yeah. This there's a different game at play. The people who become famous and successful are not always the people who are the best in their artistry. 
it's 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 a world that doesn't meet. Come and realize the world that you want to enter. Think of yourself as a product. Think of your audience as a client. Think of your own career as a pyramid. You're building it. There's no such thing as a small gig. There's no such thing as a small gig. If it's a small gig, make it a big gig. You're just quickly going to sing somewhere at the thing. Make sure you have a comedy snap or something to say or something that shows who you are. Yeah. Make a small thing a little bit more interesting. That is how you build a career. You don't take any, any chance of performance for granted because you do not know who's sitting there. Yeah. You do not know who's sitting there. And you know, I got um, one of the greatest jobs in my life because somebody heard me singing at a wedding. Really? Yes. Yeah. This is how life works. Mm. Take the opportunities that life gives you. Put your foot in the door and say, aha, it's small, but I'm going to make it a little bigger. Mm. And when and it's I big, think, yeah. don't, don't be in your head and think, oh, my God, it's too big. No. Oh, Petra, I have sung from west to east on this planet. Mm. Every audience are the same. Mm. They're looking for two things, confidence and sincerity. If they find confidence, they trust you. If they find sincerity, they associate with you. Every audience in the world. This is the type of things artists performers have to start realizing and it's a sad thing also because there used to be a time where performance was a science it was really taught at university but it fell away it fell away and uh, i find it a crime because i see and a lot of young artists come on stage trying their thing and two years later they disappear mm. because they were too in their head trying to swim, to float. If you're and floating, is, you can't swim. Yeah. But this is this is something that I hear from young artists. You know that they, okay, so you've done now all the masters that you can do or that you want to do, and and now it's time to get that career going. And then it's like, where you know, and how how do I get invited back? Yeah, and that sort of thing. Yeah. What does it help? I have a PhD in performance. Yeah. But I'm not getting, I'm not performing. Yeah. And mm. I, I mean, each one to his own, to the life efforts they place within academics. But at the end of the day, if you want to pay your bills by doing your art, you have to start looking at the whole process a little differently. Mm. And you know, the nice thing about looking at differently is it takes so much stress away from you. Oh, yeah. Why? Because if you are an artist and you, you're, you're still working on your technical things, I'm going to speak as a singer. Let's say I am working on singing a high C mm. and I'm working on it months, years, working, 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 working. By the time I hit the high C, 
I'm still not out of my head. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm, I understand. Still yeah. In the technical aspects of what you are doing, you are not yeah. freed from that. Mm. And it takes unfortunately years of experience to get that distance from the technical to the physical. Yeah. And in performance, yes, there was a time we wanted to have it look as easy as possible. You know, difficult things must look like you're doing it with left. Now in the modern times, we do like to see a little bit of effort in what you're doing. You know, when an artist goes and he sings or she sings or she plays, he plays, we, we are still wowed by that little showmanship, that virtuosity yeah. moment. We want to go home having felt that we saw the whole buffet of your emotions and personality traits. It is hard being an artist. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. It's hard being an artist, but it's even harder being an artist if you don't know in which direction you have to swim, you have to develop. Yeah. I want to say almost 90% of all young artists never had an older artist take them around the corner and telling them, hey, what about you ignore your audience? Maybe they will like you for that. Mm. Maybe your audience doesn't want to be part of the, your show. They want to witness what you are doing. Mm. You know, and these are type of things that are, are very intimate conversations where there has to be trust and i'm i'm thankful that i had those older guys that said hey boy come here hmm. what you're doing over there i know you're having fun i know you think you're looking good but it's not coming across really okay nowadays, nowadays you can't go to the younger generation and say listen what you're doing there because they will <laughs> laugh at you they will say oh, what does he know i mean what does he know look at that video look at what she does I'm doing it like him, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the yeah. that's what we are working with. Yeah. And uh, performance. If I can compare it to singing opera, if you take a normal guy and you say to him, "Sing like an opera singer," yeah, he will do the best of his abilities, manipulate his body to and uh, yeah, yeah. try to make it opera sound. Yeah, at performance. You're almost like that guy <laughs> trying to imitate an opera singer. You are imitating a performer. Mm. You understand? Yeah. Well, I, I just want to say here that um, there was a guy in Stadtpark the other day who did exactly that. And he had an audience and people filming him. <laughs> so people can be, be fooled by that. <laughs> I, 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 when I lived in Linz, I used to sometimes sing at home mm. and then <laughs> I had a, a wonderful neighbor. He was also like, I think midlife fifties. And in the mornings when I sang, he would sing in duet, <laughs> like in garden, terrible voice, but with passion, with passion. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> but yes, come back to that, yeah, if yeah. you ask a person to get an opera singer, they will give you their version of it. Yeah, yeah.
the same thing in performance. <laughs> if I say to a, 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 a guy who's obviously not a, a studied performer, perform, they will do the best they can, showing emotion and yeah. giving feelings. Uh, but it doesn't come across. Yeah. Petra, it doesn't come across. Yeah. Yeah. Less, become less, be more. Mm. Become less and be more. That's great, great, great advice, really. But, uh, but, but Jörg, tell me now, um, how do people contact you? Yes, I have. A, we have finally a website. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> they, uh, I hope you can put in the link at the description. I will, I will definitely, yeah. And there's an email, mindvoice.com, info at mindvoice.com. They can make an online consultation mm -hmm. uh, where we will discuss First, what is it? What's the plan? What is the dream? Where are you coming from? Uh, what is the aspiration? Where, how can we help? Mm -hmm. And then you registrate at uh, MindVoice uh, and we take care of you. We will send you as far as possible agency lists. We will try to connect you with wow. mentors to come and give you a little advice to the blockage that you have or the specific problems you are facing. Uh, really, we are in, we are that haven for artists who do not know what is the next step. Yeah. What is the next step? What, whether you're a student, an amateur or a professional, there's always the next step. But it is necessary to know which of the steps you took were the right ones, which were the ones you can use for the future. And this has become my life project because uh, I have shared the stage with a lot of young musicians who have come and unfortunately have disappeared because of people not being able to associate with who they are. People, young singers and performers coming to give us a version of what they think we have become accustomed to. Mm. Ah, you, ah, I'm a tenor. I have to be like, I have to be a tenor. Yeah. No, it's, it's not how it, it we're over that yeah. place. We are over mm. that stage in life. We want realness. We want sincerity. Absolutely. Yeah. So will you be doing like online? Um, uh, we will be doing an online course which a person yeah. can buy. And the wonderful yeah. thing about Mindfulness is it is not a, uh, a course that's going to take you into your performance. It is yeah. a conversation. Okay. It is a conversation asking you a few questions mm -hmm. about how you interpret the scenario of performance. Mm -hmm. And then we start focusing on the bone of confidence. Mm. How to give mirror neurons across to your public so that when they witness things, their minds jump to conclusions without you having to do it for them. Mm. So it is an in-detailed focus on body language, accepting who and what you are, and most importantly, loving yourself. The most important thing you have to do as an artist before anybody else can love you 
is you have to love yourself. You have to become in love with yourself. And you have to learn that energy. How do I sell this love? The best example I have heard of an artist having to go on stage is you have to feel like having a million bucks in your pocket and you're going to spend it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is the energy you must have when you go on stage. I have a million bucks and I'm going to yeah. spend it. <laughs> and people yeah. are, oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's spend it. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in that spending, we want to see also uh, this spending was worked for. Mm. It, was, it, it came at the price. It came at, mm. you know, we all like to laugh, but we would like to know that you are also human and cry. Because that is, at the end of the day, our admittance to life. We do good. We do bad. Mm. We are human. Yeah. That so is what we want to see in our stage today. So you, so literally now people from all over the world can come yeah. and, and have contact with you. How amazing. Started, yeah, it started firstly only on artistry and an artist, because I mean, I am an artist. And very quickly it jumped over to teachers, salespeople, preachers, uh, mm. touring guides. Uh, yeah. There was a... A, a, a training coach, mm. uh, a, a moderator, mm. it became apparent that this aspect of good presence, having good presence, mm. is in demand in so many fields. Because yeah. having good presence makes your job also easier. The teacher with good presence has to give a lesson only once. Yeah. The person the teacher who does not have good presence has to return to the lesson. Mm -hmm. It's about voice inclinations, learning how to sing with a voice, use the voice. There's wonderful videos on YouTube of a guy who says absolutely nothing. He speaks at TED Talks. He says absolutely nothing, but only by the inclinations of his voice, it sounds like he's speaking about something really? very interesting. Really? <laughs> You know, and it's these yeah. type of awakenings that an artist has to go through. And it's an awakening that happens privately. Mm. It's not, I cannot stand in front of an audience and hum you out with all your inferiorities and insecurities mm. and tell you become better. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It is something very, very personal. It's something you have to go and sit with yourself and say, uh-huh, this is me. Mm. Uh-huh, this is not me. This is not how I want to be remembered. This is not, this is not the, how I want to, to go down in history. Mm. You have to go and sit with yourself and have a little honest conversation. I am not going to touch your artistry. That is you and your teachers and your coaches thing it is difficult enough. My voice is only there to say to you, hey, the next time you go on stage, your concert starts way before the audience sees you. And by the time the audience sees you, they never nick. The eye of the audience is at all times on you. At no second, every eye in the audience knicks or nicks at the same time. 
There's always an eye on you and you have to respect that eye like a lens of a movie. That lens is running. That lens is running. Mm. You have to treat it as a movie. Mm. The silences are not there to relax Mm. in your concert. The silences are there for your audience to take in what they have witnessed. You don't drop the energy after a song. You hold the energy because it's still an interpretation. Oh, yeah. Feedback of things that artists have to learn. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, as I've said, performance no longer exists as a science, even though it is a history. We are working with scientific elements, silence, time, space. Yeah. There is a lot of science going on. Mm-hmm. And at my voice, we're just going to ring you a little bell and say, hey, take note. Take note of this, this, and this. The other thing about my voice is you don't have to return. It's a once-off consultation. Oh, Oh, okay. You don't return constantly to me Mm. to tell you what's going on. I mean, you have the information. Yeah. This is why I'm also doing it in an online course that you can buy the online course and you can watch it at home. In your own time, and you can repeat it if you like, if you heard some sentences that uh, resonates with you. Mm-hmm. But no, mind voice is, I hope, really that haven for artists who do not know what is the next step. Mm-hmm. Why is my bookings not filling? Why can't I have that which he or she, whoever yeah. you are comparing yourself to, unfortunately, with. But I want to ask you now just one thing about the mind voice, because you spell it differently. You spell it M-Y-N-D yes. voice. What is, it's what is the story? I, oh, yeah. Because it's my. My yeah. mind. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's clever. That, that, I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And in our course, there's also a whole chapter on placing the I in mind voice. How to place yourself Mm. into mind voice. voice. That's brilliant. Yes. And also with our presenters putting the I in mind Mm. voice. We have also, they went so much uh, study into the whole mind voice theory and philosophy. I took about two years only focusing on audience, not on performers, on audience reactions. Aha. Uh-huh. Going to concerts where I know artists with profound stage presence will be and seeing how it reacts to how people react on it. And I saw, of course, also concerts with a total lack of stage presence and the effect that had on the psyche of the audience, bringing us back to stealing your audience's money. <laughs> yeah, but that's I mean, really- it's, never nice, it's never nice going out of a concert and hearing people say, I don't think I will return. Mm. It's not yeah. nice. But it's, yeah. But um, Jacques, this is so amazing, this um, project. I uh, really, or this this institute that you that you founded. Um, and I've heard so many uh, 
from so many young artists also, you know, this this side of the thing, this side of the industry uh, of how to get there, how to, to establish yourself in the industry. And I think this is so important and so wonderful that, that you're doing this. And I'm really going to, um, I support, really, I support your work and, and I hope that this come this interview comes uh, to the right person who needs this, who needs to hear that, and who needs to be in contact with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And please, we are welcoming all performers and presenters who are sitting in front of that T street line of where to, what, why. Come have a refreshing approach and hear what you are doing right. We are not going to tell you don't be afraid. We're not going to tell you what you're doing wrong. Yeah. Mind Voice will make suggestions. Those suggestions you can apply or not. We will also base those suggestions on experience and what we know works and not working. And we promise not to change who you are. Mm. Who you are is the most important thing you're bringing with. Because who you are guarantees new it guarantees fresh we are going to help you hug yourself love yourself be yourself i also made a decision in my own life even if i have to <sighs> suicidally end my own career to help this project help people having better chances having better possibilities I'm happy being remembered for that. Mm. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. But I wish you all the best and 100% my support in, in anything that I can um, help you or be there, you know, for you. And I would, um, yeah. And Petra, yeah. since we are here, tonight I have a concert in Vienna. Are you my date? You yes. want to go with me? Definitely. Yes, I'm going with you. Quarter, quarter to six at Steinway and Sons. We meet there. Wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. I'll be very happy to do that. <laughs> See you Thank tonight. You. Thank you for the conversation. Okay, Chuck. Bye.